Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're going to continue kind of with the draft talk as we're going to go into now our top 10 rookies for Dynasty this year. We don't do a lot of Dynasty talk, but it's I think it's fun to get into this and see how we'll rank people you know, for, you know, not just this year, but for future years and how that's going to, you know, play out because some guys might not be in a great situation right now, but I'd still rather have them in Dynasty. So it's always good to go over this. I need to get some opinions here, Jeff, because I have the number one pick in our draft. So I still don't know what to do. I I honestly don't know what to do. We'll see if my, honestly, my rank is fluid right now. Before we get to number one or number two, I maybe I change it. We'll see. We'll see how that plays out. But we'll get into that in just a second. Before we do that, make sure you guys go check us out on Instagram at Fantasy Football Profit. We have different rankings getting posted there. You can get in on the comments and yell at us about our ranks. It happens all the time. It's fun to see the comments, actually. So we'll, we'll once we get into like rankings episodes and do that kind of stuff, we'll we'll bring your comments up on the shows. So make sure you go follow us on Instagram there at Fantasy Football Profit. Get involved with all of that. And all right, Jeff, let's just let's get into our top ten. We got top, top ten players. We'll go ten to one. We'll start at ten and go. Because I don't have my number one yet, so I can't do this. I got to figure it out as we go. I, <laughs> uh, I, I got to figure out exactly what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm nah, going uh, crazy no, not, with this. Yeah, the, the top one is, is tough for me. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. So, all right, let's start with your number ten. Who you got? All right, number ten is going to be the wide receiver that went to the New York Jets, and I went with Denzel Mims. Um, hey, he is going to be a young wide receiver, very athletic. Um, obviously they like him, they took him. And what I love about it even more so is the fact that he doesn't really have to sit behind anyone. I mean, who do they really have? They grab Perriman, which I think is a great sign. Um, so he should get a lot of playing time. They should try to get him in. He's red zone. He's very fast. So he can play on the outside. I think he just has all the tools. It's mostly how, how much do I believe in, in the Jets team? But I think long-term, I think that he will be a starting wide receiver for them for quite a few years. So that's why Denzel Mims shows up at number 10 for me. So, yeah, he didn't make my top 10. He probably would have been my number 11, though. That's basically he, – he would have been I pretty much guaranteed my first honorable mention. And, yeah, he's – there isn't really anybody ahead of him, you know? I mean, Perriman, maybe. I, I like Perriman, so we'll see how that actually, you know, plays yeah. out. But um, Mims, he, he, yeah, probably 11 for me. This is – this could – it, a lot of this depends on what Sam Darnold is, right? And if he Mims has a really good shot to jump up, though, if if Darnold becomes a player, you know, there's this is the probably the make or break year here for for Darnold. We'll see what happens. So, yeah, and you'll you'll see that, especially. I mean, I'm I'm assuming, but I think uh, both of our lists will kind of mirror the fact that it, going into a good situation helps a tremendous yep. amount because, especially here on the bottom. It's guys that I think have tremendous upside, but maybe didn't land in the greatest position. I think he is a perfect example of that starting off at number 10. So I'll go with my number 10. I went with the receiver as well. I went with T Higgins here, who I guess in like maybe in some of the ranks is lower than Mims possibly, but I like, I like Higgins basically. I like the player, but I like the fact that he could be, you know, he's going in there the same year that Joe Burrow is and, he has a good opportunity. I mean, right now he's obviously not the number one there if it's AJ Green, but 
I think there's a good chance that, I mean, AJ Green only has, you know, however much left. And I'm not the biggest Tyler Boyd fan. Higgins can pass him. Higgins can become that guy for Burrow as we go forward. Maybe not right away, but I believe Higgins can become that. And I just, I like the combination and, you know, players coming in the same year. I think it can work out. And Higgins, I think will be a pretty good, pretty good player here. And I think he's a pretty decent dynasty pick. So I put him number 10 for me. All right. Yeah, he does show up. Uh, actually, um, we'll get to him in a moment yeah, for me. So go. I was going to say, I'm, I'm a big fan too, and See, I'll tell you why in a and, moment. But And I'll say, but even, not, we won't get to yours yet, but I pulled up uh, Fantasy Pros. They actually have their own dynasty ranks, and he's only 14th um, for rookies, which to me is, I think that's too low. So I think he should be where we have him. This should be a top 10 guy. I agree. I think the talent is absolutely there. All right, number nine here. Number nine. So before I get to T. Higgins, but um, number nine is going to be Cam Akers for me. So he, I struggle with this one. I really do. The, re- the reason why Cam Akers makes it here, um, if you don't know, he's a running back. He went to the Rams. There is a giant void left in that team because Gurley is no longer there. Um, l- look, I, I only can assume they drafted him because they believe he is better than the two running backs they currently have. He has a wide open shot to be the number one running back. If that happens, he is going to be worth this top 10 pick. I don't personally see the, the draw. Knowing th- this, this draft is stock full of just unbelievable talent. Really athletic guys. Cam Akers, I think, is a guy. I think he, he can do the job. But I could also see a world where, you know, Henderson just retains the running back or they split. And you don't see a whole lot of um, a whole lot of gold with this pick. So I, I put him here because he has the opportunity to be that guy there. Um, so I, I but I'm, I struggle with this one, but he has all the opportunity in the world to make it to make it work. So I'll get to him in a minute, too. How about that? OK, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Not too long. I'll get to my number nine before that. So my number nine, I went with a receiver here. I went with Henry Ruggs. This is where he fell for me. And which is weird, I guess, to have the which was the first wide receiver off the board to fall to number nine. But I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. There's something it, it's it's not necessarily him. It's I don't love the Raiders situation right now. I mean, Carr is their quarterback. It doesn't seem like he's their long term guy. The Mariota's behind him. That doesn't there's no confidence there. It's the uncertainty of just the whole Raiders thing. I, I don't love it. And so Ruggs falls to nine and he could really be a great player in certain situations, but this is to me just I don't I don't love it. I don't love it. So that's why he's my ninth player. Wow. The number one yeah. wide receiver and drops to number nine for you, huh? Yep. All the way well, down there. He didn't make my top ten. Oh, there we go. See, <laughs> it, it's it's I mean a lot. Is it more to do with the Raiders? That that probably is a huge factor. It yeah. is a huge factor, but I, yeah. it, it has to do with both. I mean, to yeah. be quite honest, anytime you see a player like this, look, he is a freak athlete. We all know this. He is un- unbelievably fast. He definitely can play in the NFL. But my question is, where? How is he going to fit in? And even more so, if you were on a really savvy team, I could understand kind of propping him up and saying he's going to get a, a ton of yards. I I don't see him being a Tyreek Hill player. And if he's not a Tyreek Hill player, I see him more as a gadget guy. And because he went to the Raiders, I, I don't see – I just don't see it happening for him. I think he could be, you know, 
productive as far as a football player. I think he, you know, he could, he is going to be a good player, but I don't see him putting up major numbers. I don't see him getting into the end zone a ton. I, I see them using him to spread the D out. Every time he's on the field, they're a little more scared of him. But um, I, I don't know. I think this got one a little overblown because of how well he did in the 40. And I just, I'm, I'm not buying in. There, there's so much other talent uh, that went drafted that has more size that is still very, very fast that can win, you know, jump balls that, yeah, I mean, they, they draft him really high, but man, it's the Raiders. Yep. I don't, I don't trust it. Yep. And you know what? A lot of times people talk about dynasties, dynasty picks, and you want to get these receivers, right? Cause they're, they can play longer, but I mean, look at the track record of these receivers drafted early. It hasn't been good lately. Has it? I mean, look at what she was. This? Is it 2017 now or 28? I can't remember 2017 where it was, uh, Corey Davis, John Ross, Mike Williams, all in the top 10. How'd that turn out? You know? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Very true. It's I'm not a soul. So rugs, just because he was drafted as high as he was, he's the first one off the board. Doesn't mean anything. Right. No. So, and, and I do have to, I have to say, I think this draft class, like if you have, if you have to rebuild, I would start trading pieces so you can get more, more stock in this uh, dynasty draft, because I, I truly believe that yeah. a lot of these players will be longtime contributors to their teams. And I have a, obviously I have a ton of wide receivers and a ton of running back is whatever you need. Yep. Um, but I, I do think this is the draft class that kind of turns it around, but it, it doesn't mean that the number one guy is really the number one guy. It just, there's so much talent that, it, you know, it's mm-hmm. really team and what they're looking to to build. So I think Ruggs was more of what Raiders wanted to do than, Hey, he's the best player on the board for us. I don't know. All right. Let's see here. We got your number. Let's go your number eight. That's where my we're number at, right? eight, and we do hit T Higgins here. So, All right, cool. I um, I absolutely love T Higgins. I think he is such a dominant player. He is everything you want him to be, man. He's fast. He's tall. He is incredibly good with his hands. He's been very productive in college the past two years. He's had twelve touchdowns, thirteen touchdowns, you know, over a thousand yards, and not. And not on a lot of catches. I mean, he was averaging 20 yards per catch. And the guy is just a deep field beast. And I know he could turn into a Mike Williams or something like that where, you know, he just doesn't quite put it together. I, I do worry about that a little bit. But, hey, they they took him. They paired him with their future, their you know quarterback that is going to be around for a long time. We don't know what's going to happen to A.J. Green in a year. I just assume he won't be there. And I think that he will have a um, – I would say that he would have a harder time starting off. So his rookie year, you maybe won't get the production that you will get out of some of these other guys that I'm, I will mention uh, coming up here. But you will see this in the next few years. I think he will put it together. I think he is a special player. And I love the fact that him and Joe Burrow are going to be able to start off their careers together. If they get on the same page, this guy is going to be very, very deadly. Yep, I'm all on board with that, so... All right, I'll go my number eight, and this is where I went Cam Akers. So, okay, Akers fi- falls to number eight for me. A lot of the same things you said. It's just, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm un- unsure of the player, hundred okay. percent. You know, too, I'm unsure of the Rams. Actually, the Rams aren't. It's not as just guaranteed as I, you know, two years ago you would told me they're going to draft a running back because Gurley for some reason is not there, and you throw somebody at that offense. Yeah, that's going to be amazing. Is it? Is it still? I'm, I'm not sure actually. So. It's no guarantee that he just comes into this and is great. There just isn't. And I don't even think there's a guarantee that he comes into this and like Malcolm Brown and Daryl Henderson don't play. 
you know, I think they're, I think those guys get an opportunity as well. So, and no, yeah. and, and the more I think about this as well, because I obviously I ranked more than just 10, but yeah. I, I look at someone like Keyshawn Vaughn, right? Who went to Tampa Bay. And I start wondering, what is the difference? Yeah. Why do I put Cam over over him? Uh, I mean, honestly, Keyshawn Vaughn might have an easier route to the starting position on a what will be a better team next year. I mean, this is where I, I really got to see something in order to mm-hmm. make sure that I'm on the on the right path. Because at some point, you have to just believe uh, some scouting reports and you have to believe that the Rams aren't completely you know, falling apart. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what it comes yeah. down to. Some people really like Akers, though. He's he's way up there in some ranks, but just eh, not feeling it. All right, so that's uh, that's eight for us. So let's go here to your number seven. Number seven, and uh, this is so tough. This is where situation and skill start um, kind of you know converging and you really have to make some tough choices i think the top 7 are all unbelievable players but i went with justin jefferson who went to minnesota wide receiver i really really like this guy i think he is a physical wide receiver that can win at the you know these jump balls he's a good route runner he pretty much does everything really well and you saw him play with joe burrow which obviously is kind of a cheat code for college players but he he just lit everyone on fire he was unbelievable and he showed up when you really needed him to in the playoffs against the best defenses, he torched them. He was unbelievable. And I think that the fact that they got rid of Diggs, obviously he went to, to, to Buffalo. Um, he can just slot in as that number two wide receiver. Thielen will be on the other side of him. So he doesn't have to take on that number one cornerback. I think he is in the perfect place to really succeed, but um, you know, it, I, I do, I do, just worry that um, the guys that come after him, you know, the and we all know who they're going to be, but the Jerry Judys of the world are just a little bit better as far as athletic and all of that. So I love Justin Jefferson and him and uh, the number six wide receiver that I'll talk about here in a moment. I they're right, they're neck and neck for me, and it's so it'll be tough. We can talk about that um, in a moment. But who did you have at number seven? Justin Jefferson. Oh, well, so, that'll make it easy. So, Jefferson, I'm not positive I don't like Higgins more, honestly, overall. But I think it's just a player. I think Jefferson's just in the – just it's not that much different. And Jefferson's just in a better spot yet because he has an established quarterback and another receiver to line up with. And it just feels better. Vikings still – as much as I do like, like the Burrow-Higgins thing, the Vikings just feel more stable. Bengals still don't feel stable. Just because they, you know, drafted a couple of good players. So I do, the Bengals just have been Bengals forever. I like Jefferson. I like him with the Vikings. I think it's a perfect spot for, there would have been, you know, if Higgins would have gone to the Vikings, he probably jumps here for me, honestly. That's, oh, uh, yeah. I, I would have been all in. <laughs> it's just this, this, this spot jumps him further that, you know, there's a lot of these guys are close. They really are. Even, okay, if Henry Ruggs went here, maybe I feel different about Ruggs. I don't know. But it's um, if he went, good, if Ruggs went to a better yeah, team, he would he would yeah. show up in my top ten. Yeah, it's just a, it's a good spot, a good player. I think it'll work out. I think he's gonna be, you know, the guy there for. He's gonna get a lot of work for a long time, and Cousins will be there for a long time. So it should be um, a good position. So yeah, number seven for Jefferson as well. 
All right, perfect. And so going into number six, it is another wide receiver, and I went with C.D. Lamb here. And, so did I. Okay, and I'll be <laughs> honest, T. Hig- because I have C.D. Lamb, Justin Jefferson, T. Higgins, six, seven, eight, and I don't think there's that much room in between them. I think C.D. Lamb is a slightly better wide receiver coming out of college. He goes to a good team, but he's going to have to fight to get the ball. It is I'm the only reason C.D. Lamb is above these two at the moment is because I believe that he has they're in, they're investing enough into him that I believe that they're g- going to use him. And I believe that he has a very good chance of becoming the number 2 at some point. I and and I like Gallup. I really do. I think that they have three very good wide receivers right now. How do they get him the ball? And and to be quite honest, I think Justin Jefferson will be have a better rookie year than T Higgins and CD Lamb because of where they're at in teams. And then I believe that uh, from there, it is all what happens to the teams. And if C.D. Lamb, if they put him in a position to win, I think he is just a better wide receiver. So that is why I ranked them that way. Yeah, I'm very much in the same wavelength there. I I love Lamb. I'm not – yeah, the Gallup thing is what throws this off, right? Um, If it was just him and – if it was just Lamb and Cooper, it's different. But Gallup was a good player. He had a very good season last year. He's not just going to go away. So, and Cooper's still going to get his, right? Cooper's still the number one. He's still the main guy. He's still going to, you know, get his every other game kind of a thing with Cooper, the way he plays. But Lamb just, it's not going to be consistency yet, I don't believe. There's going to be some games where he's just not there, right? And he's going to probably have some flashes. He's in a pretty decent situation, but it can get a lot better, yeah, if there's one guy gone from the equation. Who that is, if it's Gallup, maybe. And Cooper just signed the deal. Hard to see him going anywhere, right? Right. So I, I yeah, it's just and yeah, it's and just there's three of them. There's three of them. Gallup exactly. is a good player. He just is. And not only is there three of them, but you also have one of the best running backs in the league and a very yeah. good uh, offensive line. So you know they're gonna want to run away. the ball too. You're not. You're right. It's not a Kansas City offense where three wide receivers can, you know, all be sustainable as far as like, hey, I could play any one of them in fantasy and they could go off. You know, we're going to need a, a half a season to see. And he's so talented, he could blow up. And that's why he's up here. But it, it's just a frustrating position because if you draft him, you know you're going to have to wait on him. You're just, you're drafting him because he's a, a, a supreme talent. Yep. All right. Let's go. Let's get into the top five here. Number five. Number five. And we finally hit a, well, we hit another running back. A running back, I believe in, I should say. <laughs> and um, I went with DeAndre Swift. He, he went to Detroit, and I love Swift, what he can do. He can pretty much do it all. He really can. He has speed. He can run physically. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. And I, I do worry. He went to the Lions, and, you know, not my favorite place for him to go, even though I love it personally as a fan of Detroit. Uh, but you have Carrion. I, to be quite honest, I think Carrion is a good running back, but I think Swift is automatically better. I think he is a, a better version of carry on I think Swift can be a little bit better out of the backfield and carry on has a hard time staying healthy so I do think Swift will get a lot of work and I think they drafted him they could have drafted a lot of other players right they drafted him because they know they want to commit to the run game or they want to give an outlet to Stafford Um, so I believe that they will use him in a big way and even if him and carry on you know in kind of co you know back together which they will I, I still don't see that that hurting him all that much and I think DeAndre Swift is a, a very safe and talented pick 
So I went with DeAndre Swift here at number five. Oh, wow, man. <laughs> We're just going to go the same players here for a while. And the thing with Swift is I probably had was going to have him higher originally, but the more you think about it and the more I think about the Lions situation, I don't even think this was really a given up on on Johnson situation. I think it's Patricia really is bringing over the Patriots way of things here, is way of doing things. Patriots, what, they drafted a running back in the first round a couple of years ago, right? Sony Michelle. The end of the first was that. Yet it's not like they used him as a workhorse. They still used, you know, James White. They still used Burkhead. I think the Lions are going to do a very similar thing. They're going to use Swift. They're going to use Johnson. They're going to use Ty Johnson. They're going to use these guys. They're not going away. I just I don't think there's going to be one workhorse. And I think it's going. To, I mean, if as long as Matt Patricia's there, which I guess if the Lions have a terrible year, that's only for the rest of this year, and then things maybe change, but. I think it's going to be a big-time committee, actually. I really feel like that's going to happen. I think that's what the Lions want to do, at least. And because of that, Swift, he's just going to fall slightly for me because of it. it. I really feel like this is more of a committee situation than the rest of them here. And I just I feel like they're going to try to do the Patriots thing. And that's, I mean, they get Patriots players. They try to run the same offense, same defense. It's just they're trying to be the Patriots, I believe. So that's what I think is going to happen here. Yeah, and, and let's be honest, the you know the workhorse running back that gets paid all the money, that's a thing of the past. I mean, there's no reason not to have multiple guys that tote the ball. You can get a ton of talented guys, and let's be honest, you keep them healthier, you don't probably have to pay them as much because their stats don't look quite as good. That's where everyone is going. So, I mean, and let's be honest, we only have four players left, so we we all know that the top four are going to be the same players. We just don't know what order we have them in. <laughs> and the top three running backs, all three of them will start in a crowded backfield as well. There's yep. there's some, you know, a range where some has a more clear-cut uh, route to having a larger portion of that uh, f- chunk. But all of them have other players that are going to take carries from them. It's just the way it is now. Yep. All right. Let's go number four. Number four. So I went with the wide receiver. Did you? I did too. Yep. Okay. So we went Jerry Judy here. So wow, we're going to, this will be interesting. <laughs> so Jerry Judy, hey, he's the, we, I, I think we both agree. I We think he is the best wide receiver in the draft. He went to a spot in Denver where he's going to be the number two, much like Justin Jefferson, really, on a, uh, just with eh, a, a less proven quarterback. But you have Sutton on one side. He should take the uh, the number one uh, CB. Um, Jared Judy is going to be over here. He is supremely talented. He'll be able to get open. He's going to do just fine in the NFL. It's all going to come down to whether or not the Denver quarterback can really be something. Um, but, I mean, what do you have to add to that? Yeah, I, this could be a really good situation, I, I feel like. I love Judy. I I'm, Drew Locke was really growing on me last year. And... I think Judy, though, is so – I think he – yes, he's he has other guys with him there just like other people do, but I think he becomes the number one. He is – I think he – maybe not this year. Sutton is pretty good, but I think Judy's another level or can be another level. Than, yeah, I, I don't Sutton. think that there will be a clear-cut number one. I mean, not, not, the first not right half away, of the, yeah. yeah. But I, I don't think that takes anything away from Sutton. I, I think no. that they're both very good young wide receivers. But I think Judy can become that. This, I mean, this he all could. is – Banking on Drew Locke and the thing, if Drew Locke can be a thing here. And I guess it's still a pretty big ask. We don't know that. 
uh, we, you know, you saw some glimpses that he could play, but that's, that's just glimpses, you know? So will it translate to this year? Hope, hopefully, because I, I think this could be a really good situation, a really good offense. Just that offense in general, the, the, they're setting up Drew Locke so well that Judy could be maybe the beneficiary too. So we'll see. We'll see. Maybe not this year. He'll be a fantasy. He'll be a very fantasy relevant this year, but maybe not, you know, way up there, but Year two, three, four, I think he's going to be really, really good. But not better than the top three running backs, I guess. So here we go, Jeff. Top three. Top three. And let's go. Who? You, or how's well, it going to play out? Number three. Okay, yeah. So, okay, this is I, – I really, really looked into all three of these guys, and I will be quite honest. I didn't want the – I don't know. I mean, I I have a very hard time with this because number two and three are actually two players that I would rather have, but they're not in as good of a situation. So, you know, exactly who I ranked and where, but I went with JK Dobbins, number three. I absolutely love where he landed. And, you know, it doesn't matter if there is a committee back and you know that Lamar is going to run the ball a lot. Um, He's still going to get plenty of carries. So, Yes, Mark Ingram will be there. He will be the number one running back. They have him for two more years. And then he'll, you know, they'll probably push him off on an iceberg and he goes off to retire. Uh, They did sign, you know, they signed Gus Edwards for one more year on a very cheap contract. And then you still have Justice Hill, but on a very cheap contract. So J.K. Dobbins is coming in to be the number two running back. They are going to use him a lot. And Gus Edwards had over 100... um, carries last year and I believe he had close to uh you know at least mid fours but close to a five yard per carry just because of their offense is so tough to tackle and if you put a guy like J.K. Dobbins next to Lamar Jackson and he (laughs) sticks it in his gut and then actually lets him go as everyone is shifting because they're so afraid that Jackson might take off J.K. Dobbins is going to absolutely gash an offense Ingram did wonderful there obviously he's not going away you do probably have to wait, uh, you know, another two years until J.K. Dobbins is absolutely the man. But he is going to be very, very good for the next two years even. And then you will probably have, a, you know, a, a potential – I don't even know. He, he's going to be a game changer. I really believe in J.K. Dobbins that much. So I love him. I love him on this team. But you will have to wait two years before he is the, you know, end-all, be-all running back. I'm not sure you got to wait two years. I'm not positive on that yet. I'm I'm hoping, but I I they're gonna spread the ball around. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> so he is not my number three. So oh wow, okay. I'll just say he's my number two. Oh, he okay. actually came in number two, and like everything you said, I mean, it's gonna be a great situation. And I don't even know if people like realize like under Harbaugh, like how good these running backs have been. And these are just other okay. Everyone knows Ray Rice, right? And he had five years where he was really good. But it's not just been Ray Rice. This team can make it. I mean, it's even a better situation now with Lamar Jackson. They can make anybody good. But this team has always made anybody good, I feel like. So in 2018, Gus Edwards became a thing and was actually pretty good for in fantasy there towards the end of that season. Do you remember Alex Collins in 2017? Yeah, he was a thing too. They made him a thing. Terrence West in 2016 actually was pretty good. At, you know, he got, he had, um. let's see here. Well, ah, where'd it go? 774 yards and five touchdowns on only 193 carries. He was actually, remember, being hyped up the next year because of it. And that's when Alex Collins took over. Before that, Justin Forsett. 
Remember, he turned Justin. They ch- turned Justin Forsett into a thing, which is just unreal, right? He wasn't any good anywhere else. And then they had the Rice years. And the funny thing is, if you go back to John Harbaugh's first year, first year as a um, the coach with the Ravens, his leading rusher was Laron McLean. Do you even know that name? Do you remember that name at all? I do not remember McLean. So no. Laron McLean was basically like a fullback even at the time. They turned it for some reason. It's, he played in the league for seven years. Other than 20, 2008, his best year ever was 46 carries for 180 yards. That's it. 46 carries, 180 yards. But for some reason, John Harbaugh used him, gave him 232 rushes. He got 900, 902 yards and 10 touchdowns out of it. It's like they made that guy into fantasy relevant. They can make anybody fantasy relevant, I feel like, at running back. And now if you actually have a good one, a really good running back, man, this is going to be – I mean, if Ingram if Ingram goes down at all, Dobbins is the guy, and he's going to be really, really good. Really oh, that good. injury, yeah. And but because – yeah. and Because, because of Ingram, is, though, he's yeah. still stuck at two for me. But because of how close I really do think that the these three running backs are, you know, just looking at how the teams distribute the ball I think is very important – and Gus Edwards, just to double down, I said over 100. He had 133 carries last year. Mark Ingram had 202. Jamar Jackson had 176 as a quarterback. That's why we love him so much. But, I mean, look at that. Gus Edwards averaged 5.3 yards a carry. Do you really think that Gus Edwards <laughs> is a guy that should average over five yards a carry? No, it's because of this unbelievable offense that they're in. And, you know, he had 700 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, truly, right off the bat, I believe that J.K. Dobbins will get 150 carries. I think he will go for eight, 900 yards, and I think he will probably have five, six touchdowns. And I don't think I'm even going that crazy. I don't I don't think that that is just, th- you know, pulling it out of my butt and saying, you know, he's going to be the next greatest thing. I'm, Gus Edwards put up very similar numbers to that, really. Yep. All right. That's my number two. You're number three. So who was your number two? Two. Number two, and I struggled with this one greatly. Um, as of right now, and I'm going to uh, argue against myself because I think that <laughs> is <laughs> that is actually um, a little more evocative of of where you're at when you're looking at these three running backs. But I went with Jonathan Taylor, who went to Indianapolis. Um, running back, he is a freak of nature. He was the best running back in college for a couple of years now. He he has every tool. He is unbelievably fast. Even in the forty yard dash, uh, he was you know four three something. He was so unbelievably good. And he went to Indianapolis, who has an unbelievable offensive line. You know they're going to run the ball. And the big question is, Marlon Mack. You know where does he fit in? Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean the the thing here is, Indianapolis, at least you know how they play, right? You know how they distribute the ball. They are actually looking for more of a workhorse running back. Marlon Mack got 200, almost 250 rushes last year, turned that into 1,000 yards and eight touchdowns. Look, Marlon Mack did a very wonderful job, but I don't think Marlon Mack is a top-tier running back. I think he is a very good running back. I think you can plug him in. You can do a lot of wonderful things with him. Um, You know, other than that, they gave Neheim Hines 52 attempts, 52 rushes, and he was mostly out there to catch, right? So he caught 44 balls. And and Jordan Wilkins, I mean, you might as well just kiss those uh, carries goodbye, buddy, because he had 50 as well. So right off the bat, you know that they're going to split carries if he doesn't win the the job outright because he's just 
he's just a better athlete. He's a better running back already than Marlon Mack. And I, I don't have any ill, word, ill will towards Marlon Mack. It's just the way I see it right now. And I think that if that happens, it would be, I would make the mistake of not putting him number one. But because of that, because he will have to overcome a running back who did very well the year before, um, that is why I did not. But moving forward, the big question is, you know, right now Marlon Mack has one more year on his deal. They bring in Jonathan Taylor, and all of a sudden that drives his price down, right? No one is really paying for running backs. So if he resigns for the Colts knowing that he doesn't get a big payday and they, you know, use that tandem – you know, all bets are off a little bit. Like, Jonathan Taylor will still be very, very good. He will still be the primary back. But Marlon Mack will still soak up a lot to keep him healthy, to do all the stuff that we talked about earlier. Um, so that will be yeah. the big thing. If Marlon Mack leaves, yeah. holy cow. We were, you know, well, you're wrong. You should have put him not only at number one. You should have traded everything you could to get him. Yeah, but this, I guess he – okay, he's my number three. And the only – the guy is a great player. I guess this is the only reason he's number three for me, I guess, and not number two or one is the like Dobbins and, you know, number one. <laughs> I think those situations are better. I worry about the Colts and I worry about okay the fact that they brought in Phillip Rivers to be their quarterback. And obviously that means they don't believe in Brissett anymore, right? I mean, you don't bring Phillip Rivers in if you if you believe in Brissett. So what happens after Rivers is done in a year or two? And I don't. I don't know if I, I mean, does that love matter? the situation. I mean, look what Marlon Mack did in fourteen True. games. He had over a thousand yards, eight touchdowns, and that was with yeah. Brissett. But I guess this is it's the only reason that he's three. I guess and not he. He, should, he could be one. He'd be one in a better situation. Right. He and just I, yeah, been. I have no yeah. issue with you putting him number three because I really yeah. do think these three running backs are all. They're just, great. Yeah, yeah, they are prime time. They're all very good. And I would love to put J.K. Dobbins and Jonathan Taylor both above who <sighs> we have at number one. I, I really do. So, I want to. But the position is just ridiculous, and yep. I'm afraid to uh, miss out. And that's what get, is yep. going to be the big, so, the big worry. Yeah, number one, Jeff, who do you got? <laughs> oh, our main man, Clyde. <laughs> I mean, this is it's. I struggle with this because I don't think he's the best running back, even though he was the first running back off the board. I don't feel like he's the best one. I feel like, I mean, for I sure, he, Taylor and Dobbins are better. Swift, maybe, probably, yeah. Yeah, I would say he was he would be fourth. But they go and draft him to be their number one running back. I mean, they they, they got him in the first round. He's their number one running back. Damian Williams has been good, but it's still Damian Williams. He's not special. And you get to be the number one running back to go along with Patrick Mahomes forever. This guy has to be number one. Just that alone. Number the top running back in that offense has to be the number one dynasty back right now. It has to be. It, it just He's good enough to be number one. You know, he's good enough to the situation jumps him over the other guys. And especially at running back where who knows how what the how long they're gonna their careers are even gonna be. So I'm not looking too far in the future. You know, really you're looking for the next few years. And for the next few years, he's in the backfield right there with Patrick Mahomes. So he, he has to be number one. And this is my this is where I'm struggling because do I pick him number one in our dynasty? Oh man, I didn't I didn't think that was going to be my option. No, and honestly, I, the more I thought about this and this is just where I'm at right now, I might change my mind as I hear more. But if I had the number 1 pick right now and I had the opportunity to trade down and be in the top 3 still, if like someone wanted to jump up and get him, which they will want to. I mean, a lot of people will want to. I I would be very interested in in doing that. 
you could get more bang for your buck and you could get a Jonathan Taylor, a J.K. Dobbins, a Jerry Judy. I mean, man, there is a lot of talent here. Um, so, and yes, I think he will be good, but, and okay. And I'm just, I'll say the last bit of good before I kind of go and try to derail myself, you know, on top of that, he will be the number one, Craig, you are absolutely right. He's going to be the number one running back, but at the same time, Damian Williams will be there and they will use him that for Mm -hmm. at least one more year his contract doesn't go past 2020. Um, but obviously LaShawn McCoy will no longer be there. Um, so next year, you have to believe that he is going to split time. Like he maybe he's the primary back, but I I highly doubt it with with the way Casey is rolling right. And the the reason I say that is because last year, if if being on this team really does automatically make you a stud, what happened to Damian Williams? True. Yeah. What happened to Lashawn McCoy? And on top of that, the last two years, they did very well a deep run into the playoffs, and then they won the freaking Super Bowl. They have the blueprint of what they already want to do, and Mahomes is that blueprint, and he is going to throw the ball over 500 times if he stays healthy. And on top of all that, last year when they won the Super Bowl and Pat Mahomes did miss some games, Damian Williams had 111 carries, LaShawn McCoy had 101 and then after that, it goes like 40, 37, 17. They used a ton of players. And you could say, yes, but none of them are special. And But you would have to go back three, four years in order to, or three years, in order to hit Kareem Hunt when before Pat Mahomes was really Pat Mahomes, right? If he turns into that type of player where they let him take it into the end zone a bunch, where uh, catching the ball, he turns out to be as good as Hunt was, which just scored a ton of touchdowns, then yes, he is by all means worth that pick, but they have a ton of wide receivers. They have a ton of other talented players. They pass the ball to everyone or whoever is open because Mahomes is a star and everyone else is there to do their job. And they won the Super Bowl that way. So it frightens me that you look at those numbers, which are kind of glaring and terrifying. And by the way, Damian Williams and LaShawn McCoy, both averaged four and a half yards per carry, 4.5 and 4.6. But so they, they were doing well. You could have handed it off to him more, but that's not the game plan. That is not yep. what they do. So with all that said, <sighs> if tough. he turns into the guy that only gets 150 carries, even if he gets 200 and he doesn't catch uh, you know, a ton of touchdowns, J.K. Dobbins, Jonathan Taylor is right there with him. And if he turns into another, you know, Damon Williams, LaShawn McCoy from this year, then, you know, we made a mistake. And that is, he'll be fine. You're not going to completely fall off the radar, right? You're going to have a player you can use that will be good. But there's a lot of special players in this draft, and it scares me when he looks at the number one guy because of where he's falling or, or the team he's on. And that team just doesn't really need him. Um. I hate that this is the year I have the number one pick in Dynasty. I would trade down. No, I mean, no joke. I, I really would. I, I hope you don't. Uh, but I would. <laughs> So, I mean, it's just tough because I don't want to be the guy that picks, you know, that over that doesn't pick, you know, a superstar Jonathan Taylor or J.K. Dobbins. You know what I mean? Or that's I don't want to pass those guys up. But I'm looking at the draft order. I'm number one. Jeff, you pick three. So you, you feel you feel fine, don't you? Because you just yeah, get, oh no I'm I'm in the you best got three position. you just get you just get the guy you get whoever yeah. you, you get you get the one that's left you know Clyde is gonna go one or two he, he if, if I don't will. if I don't pick him he goes two yeah and without then, a doubt there's no doubt so I'm gonna get Jonathan Taylor I'm gonna get J.K. Dobbins and 
and I'm going to absolutely love that. And if, yeah. if Clyde falls to me, I probably draft him, and then I probably I, – well, I keep him, let's be honest. But yeah. I could always trade him for uh, a bounty too. But, I mean, how – and I, because I know a lot of people listening will uh, – well, at least there will be a few, especially a few from Kansas City. But you will take exception to what I said. Do you believe like what I said? Do you think I'm going overboard or do you have the same worries? Where do you fall on the alarm sounding in your head? I mean, there's worry. I mean, the, the worry is that, yeah, he's not going to be just, they're not going to just use him. At, they're not going to use him as a workhorse, are they? That's not going to happen. It's not that. I mean, is Damien Williams going to go away? <laughs> I don't know. Are they just going to use him like they use Damien Williams, which is okay, but wasn't, you know. I don't know. This is this can go so many different ways. Obviously, they're not going to get away from throwing the ball all the time with Patrick Mahomes, right? That's not stopping. They're going to throw the ball with Patrick Mahomes, and he's just going to be he's going to be a piece in that offense, but he's not going to be the the focal point of the offense. Which I guess Jonathan Taylor can be, even though he's my number three, he can be the main guy in an offense, right? Dobbins, I guess, even though as much as I love Dobbins, obviously, um, Lamar Jackson's still the guy in that offense. I guess if we're looking at it that way. Man, maybe I'm talking myself. Yeah, I know. So, different here. And and just to throw a few more stats at you because I really dug yeah. into this. But yeah, Patrick Mahomes throws a lot, right? He throws more than you even think he does. In yeah, 2018, he, he threw 580 attempts. Yeah. Last it, year, he he went for 484 and he missed he two missed. games. It's just not gonna it's not gonna change, right? It's not gonna change. There's why would they change? They won a Super Bowl that way. He's and he's young. They're That's not gonna stop him. It's, that's and, how it's going to work. Okay, yeah. even more so. Let's go 2018 when Patrick Mahomes was the starter and see how they did. Okay, Kareem Hunt was there. Kareem Hunt was killing it at this time. He was unbelievable. Is, is this year? I have to find out. Is this the year that he missed some games? Did he get – I want to make sure that the yeah, stats 2018? are correct. Yeah, yeah. 2018. Okay, so yeah. – uh, okay, I'm not going to make that point. He did fall off direct, direct – dramatically in the amount of attempts he had, but that's because he got suspended. He only got to play 11 games. So 2017, if you remember, I believe Alex Smith was the starter. They had a uh, cream hunt. He was their breakout star, 272 carries. That is when he lit the league on fire. He had eight touchdowns, rushing, uh, receiving. He had another three, 1300 yards, 272 attempts it is un- it's mind blowing. The next year, he had 181. Obviously, that was with five less games. It's a lot less games. He was going to get to, uh, you know, probably 230, 240 carries, whatever it may be. Um, he was still 4.6 yards a carry, seven touchdowns, and then seven catching. And this is where I- I'm afraid to miss out if I don't take Clyde because if Kareem Hunt can turn uh, that situation into seven touchdowns catching – then, uh, you know, Clyde can probably do the same thing because yep. he, he does seem like a capable back. I don't think he is going to be as good running the ball as Cream Hunt was. But then again, you don't have to be, right, to be that good. But no. you yeah. just see that the rushing attempts started falling very quickly as soon as Pat Mahomes took the helm. And I don't see any reason why they should give too many more carries than they did last year, which they still ran the ball probably uh, less than 300 times. And they split it up pretty evenly. So, I mean, if he got 150, that would be a win. But with all our hesitation, he's still our number one. <laughs> yeah, because what if he does catch seven touchdowns? <laughs> <laughs> and he still is the running back in. He's the running back next to Pat Mahomes. Yeah, so. if he turns into his favorite, his favorite target, I, I would just cry myself to sleep. Uh, but I don't know. I, I worry about it. 
it's 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 there, you know what? There's some good. You're at number three. Yeah, you are at the perfect spot. You're you're sitting good. You get you get the the one that's left, and then I also have pick number five. So, um, well, you're hoping Jerry. Then Judy I get is there, but I get I get Judy or Swift. So yeah, uh, that pick's easy. That one's easy. So. Well, actually, it's a very I mean very interesting, right? So you can pick also for how you're. Fancy team, your dynasty team is actually set up, right? Are you set up yep. to win now? Are you set up, you rebuilding? With your team right now, if you had a back-end top 10 pick, uh, say 7 through 10, who are you hoping that you can get? I mean, do you go for a Cam Akers or do you go for uh, C.D. Like, Lamb, Justin Jefferson? Because you know that they're going to yeah, be different. You know what? You're going to be – that's what – this is a deep draft in that way where you're going to get a good player back there. Um I would I would hope though it's like uh yeah, CD Lamb could fall sometime. I think he's gonna go higher, but I'd be I'd be perfectly cool with just getting Justin Jefferson. Cam Akers, I kind of see a lot of these drafts going like our top five is our top five. Those should be the guys there. I could see CD Lamb going six. Or Akers goes can go ahead of those guys. I think the top seven will end up being the, you know, the R five Lamb Akers. I think those are like the top seven guys. I I just feel like those will always be the top seven. But if you can get Jefferson or Higgins or Mims, one of those guys later, or even Ruggs, I'll, I'll then take. I think you're, I think you feel decent about it, getting that kind of talent at the end of a first round, which isn't as is normal. You know? Yeah. If you yeah. have to rebuild, I mean, we love Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins, Clyde, right? We love them. But if you had to rebuild, there's so much talent here. If you could get two guys, so even say an early second rounder and a late first rounder, for your number one pick or something like that, would you do it? Because you could end up with a T Higgins and a Brandon Ayuk or a Chase Claypool or a, I mean Jalen Rigor. We we didn't talk about him, and I know a lot True. of people have him a yeah. lot higher. You, I, I mean, there is a lot of talent. I don't think I trade out of the, the top three picks. I really don't. But anything beyond three, I think I'd be okay with trading back and getting picks with. So that could be an option of mine. I'm at five. There's a guy in our league that has nine and ten. If he wants to move Ooh. up to five, I like the. I would probably take nine and ten from him there, who especially is, uh, with my team. I'll tell him not to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that'd be Andrew. So no, nah, bummer. The, first year in the league, so we'll see what he does. He need he needs the players. He uh, needs the players. You're gonna take advantage Jimmy, of the newbie. Joe Joe ran the team into the ground. Sorry, Joe, but he did. Um, yeah, that's bad. But all right, I think that's gonna do it for this. Except actually, before we get before we end this, Jeff. This has literally nothing to do with this episode. Okay. It's just fantasy. And I just have to hear your, your – probably shouldn't be doing this live on the air. It's just probably <laughs> bad of us. But I just have to read you a comment, and I want to hear what you say. All right, here it is. David Johnson is ahead of Delvin Cook and Nick Chubb easily in fantasy for 2020. Top five finish. <laughs> get I believe – Get out of here. <laughs> What? Who said that? Uh, I mean, do, do, do I need to tell you? Uh, hold it. Was that a? Was that a an actual? That's an actual person. No, I mean, like, it wasn't. It wasn't like a fan. It wasn't someone that just loves. That no, team no. This is a this is a so called fantasy football. Oh, get out of here! Analyst who happens to have an Instagram account. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, I know who it is, and obviously, man, love affair with that player. But get out! Better than Delvin Cook. Get out of here! Right. But I mean, Nick, the Nick Chubb one's ridiculous. But at least you can try to say 
there's cream hunt there, right? Yeah, I can. I mean, if you're gonna argue, <laughs> you like cream. I mean, I'd really have to. You have to get pretty, uh, pretty inventive. You're like, okay, cream hunt is gonna uh, take over, and then Delvin Cook is gonna blow out his knee again. Yeah, like, that, I mean, that's what you would have to say. Oh, I just. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe funny. I just had to. I that came across um, my feet a minute ago, and it just threw me off. So, all right, that's gonna do it for today. We'll be back next week. Probably do a little more, um, you know, a little more dynasty. I think rookie talk. Maybe talk some sleepers next week that we didn't get to this week because there, like we said, there's a lot of guys even beyond ten that we really like. You, you threw a couple names out there, so there's some guys out there. And then, um, you know, if you're if people are wondering, yeah, we didn't have Joe Burrow on this list, did we? Um, no, just dynasty quarterbacks. I'm just not, unless you're in a two QB league, two QB league, obviously things change, but yeah. we're not basing this off two we're, QB league. So, okay. I could, I could keep talking about this forever. Where, <laughs> where did you, where does Burrow show up? I mean, if you're just in a regular, you know, one quarterback league, I don't think he's, I don't think he shows up till maybe 15 for me. Okay. Yeah. I have him at 14 currently. Yeah. Some of, but that's about what I'm thinking. Yeah. It just, I mean, obviously two QB changes the whole dynamic of fantasy football so that's a different story i do have to one more because i love this guy so much but where did chase claypool fall for you he he's close to i actually didn't end up ranking him when i was throwing together but i feel like i'm just looking at some of my guys i think he ends up probably being around 19 18 maybe 18 somewhere around there okay it's close. I have him way higher. <laughs> I figured he did. I think. It, well, I mean, if I take the QBs out, maybe he's even a couple spots higher too. Oh, okay, hold on. How many but, QBs ahead of him do you have? I mean, we're getting off track. Well, that's he's a, he would right now just burrow. I guess he, that's right, just burrow because I, I think say, I, I was like, I'd put really him. Have? I'd put him ahead of Tua. He'd be like right ahead of Tua. Okay. So when All right. well, and yeah. then it depends on what I do with uh, Visca and Ayuk and you know those are the do I yeah. put him ahead of them or not? It's that's where the you know. We'll it's see. a tough one, yeah. But we'll, we'll maybe do some more. We'll do some more Dynasty Rookie Talk next week. We have some more. And then we'll get into, in a couple weeks, we'll start doing some rankings. We'll get some rankings going for 2020. It's already that time of year. So talk to you guys next week.